Namaskar, good morning, and hello wherever you are in the world listening to this. Welcome to the Layer Yoga podcast, helping you overcome mental and physical pain through the power of classical Hatha Yoga, enabling you to be calmer, joyful, and stronger people out there in the world. Um, thank you very much for joining us. Thank you very much for joining me. You could have been anywhere in the world, but you've decided to spend a bit of time um, with your ear to this podcast. Um, fantastic chat today with uh, Dr. Joyce Knudsen, um, a lady of vast, vast experience who has authored or co-authored 10 books, has a number of MBAs, has a PhD, and it's her mission now basically to help people enhance their image and their self-esteem and get a real handle on what is important to actually make you feel good rather than what you think is important to make you feel good. Um, we went on for a bit longer than anticipated, but it was just down to the nature of the conversation. Sometimes it just flows. So really hope you um, enjoy it. Dr. Joyce Knudsen is a, a fantastic lady to uh, connect with for, for general life um, advice, along with your uh, image uh, consultancy type uh, subjects. But um, enough from me, without further ado. This was a fantastic conversation with Dr. Joyce Knudsen. Enjoy and look after yourselves. Hello, Dr. Joyce. Thank you very, very much for joining me on the uh, Layer Yoga podcast. It's a real pleasure to, to speak with you. Um, obviously, you know, we connected online, as uh, as most things tend to happen nowadays. Um, and you had some really, really interesting strings to your bow. Um, you're a lady of vast experience, and I was just really excited about getting you on here to uh, understanding a bit more about your story. So thank you very much for coming on. You're very welcome. Excellent. Um, so I, I appreciate you're a, you're a busy lady, so I didn't want to take a huge amounts of your time. So I thought I'd get straight into a few questions, really. Um, first thing I wanted to understand, really, was your, your story. Like I say, you've got a really um, interesting story that kind of weaves through your, uh, through your life. Um, so, yeah, if you want to share that with us and how you came to um, be an image management consultant, um, and for the people who haven't come across it, because it wasn't something that I'd uh, come across previously, you know, what is image management and you know, who, who benefits from this? Um, but over to you, Dr. Joyce. I would think that image management, I try to make it so that people can really understand it. Uh, it took me a long time to understand it myself. Uh, but image management basically is managing your image, how you appear to other people. And so many people to the tune of 85% don't have a good self-esteem. And I think that's so sad because you only have one life and you're here at one time. And so you want to make sure that you make it a really good run for you while you're here. And that is why I got so interested in self-confidence, self-esteem, what the difference of them is, because there's a big difference between self-esteem and self-confidence. Yet people use them interchangeably. So, so what would you say what would you say is the or is or are the key differences? The key differences is uh, self-confidence is something that refers to the confidence we have in a particular area of our lives. For example, I'm a very good talker, so I could do radio. I have 
a lot of confidence in doing radio because I've done thousands of shows. So I consider myself a expert in the field and I'm very confident when someone like you asked me to be on the show that I'll do a good job for you and you'll be glad you had me on, want to have me back. So that's self-confidence. Self-esteem is how we look at ourselves. How do we regard ourselves? It's how we rate ourselves as human beings, how worthy we feel uh, as a place on this earth. And, and self-esteem refers to our acceptance of who we are and the value we place on ourselves. And most people don't place a lot of value on themselves. The word esteem means to be regarded highly or favorably. So when we apply that to ourselves, it's high, we regard ourselves highly, and that is what a good self-esteem would be. Right, right, excellent. Thank you very much for, for clearing that up, making that distinction. So um, in terms of who generally benefits from this, I'm, I'm guessing it's going to be a broad range of people from all walks of life, from your your prince to your pauper, basically. Yeah. Um, is, that, is that fairly accurate or does there tend to be one one particular demographic that you uh, that you've seen really benefit from this? Oh, I think there's a lot of things that you get out of it and there's a lot of things you can do about it because it's a very scary number, 85% don't have self-esteem. Mm -hmm. uh, they're never going to go any place in life. They're not going to reach Maslow's chart. They're not going to go up to self-actualization. What kind of a life is that? I, I don't think it's a good life. Do you? No, absolutely not. Absolutely not. If we can't love ourselves, then how can we expect anyone to love us? So right? your question, what should you do about it? Was that your question? No, sorry. Who, who um, in terms of demographics, who is it that you found has predominantly um, contacted you about these services or just you've noticed a pattern of, oh, it seems to be you know, this particular group of people? Or is there one particular group of people or is it a real mixture? There is not. Uh, anybody could have a low self-esteem, uh, especially people in power, especially people who have great notoriety in our world, because they think they hate themselves, but they, they have, they have the power to have the notoriety. A lot of people tell me, oh, you think you're all that. Okay. Just use that as an example. No, I don't. Mm -hmm. I don't think I'm all that. I'm always learning. I'm always wanting to help other people to become the best they could be. And that's what I do for myself. But I believe it has to be one person at a time. It can't be, I'm doing the same thing for Joe as I'm doing for Susie. Because Susie and Joe are two different people. So does that make sense to you? Yeah, absolutely. There's no, there's no one size fits all. It has to be, you've got to address the individual underlying issues and no two, no two people are the same right right well and you can identify and challenge any negative thoughts about yourself like walk people walk around you you say oh, i love your dress or oh, this old thing i'm a loser i can't do anything right no one really likes me this is the way people talk because they mm -hmm. haven't ever learned to know who they are they're so worried about what other people think of them that they can't think something of themselves that's positive. Have you found that to be true? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. In the uh, in the years that I've spent on this earth, I think you can safely say that the majority of people, they don't understand how to manage themselves uh, and particularly their minds, which is obviously a very sophisticated instrument. Um, and actually, because 
um, this knowledge isn't in the hands of most people, they tend to run just a negative feedback loop in their head that's mainly unconscious, really. Um, so it's kind of quietly, quietly poisoning them, as it were, which is why I say that, um, and I'm, I'm borrowing this phrase, by the way, but, you know, the, the body and the mind is the most sophisticated machine on the planet. Uh-huh. Um, most, most people haven't read the instruction manual. Now, I'm big into uh, classical Hatha yoga, um, taught how it was taught thousands of years ago. And um, I know of no more complete system to uh, to help integrate mind, body, energy, and emotion, you know, the very, very way you perceive life. Um, but yeah, short answer to your question, yes, absolutely. Most people are just damaging themselves because the, the mind is running unchecked. Um, so just just to step it back, tell us a bit about Joyce Knudsen and um, give us a give us a run through of your your story and what brings you to uh, where you are today. Boy, <laughs> I'm going to be 76 years old in August, so it's a long story. Uh, well, uh, I'm very much into mind, body, spirits. Uh, I always have been because I came from a difficult family situation and became a mother at a very early age, not my own children, but my mother's children, because they had to go to work to feed us. So I became the mother if you will, of my brothers and sisters. And I had to find something in my life that I could hold on to because we didn't have religion. You had to have, it sounds terrible, but you have to have money to have religion. Some won't allow you into their place of worship unless you have money to, to join or to put into a cup. Maybe you don't have money to put into the cup. It's very important that we find something that is about us and not about money. And so I've always been a person who got rid of all the, I guess you call them karma patterns or conditioning and went into reality right away. Because what that does is it it fatigues our minds and bodies and leads to a low self-confidence. And yoga releases all that stress and negativity from your body and teaches you to calm yourself in any kind of future stressful situation. And I was under intense stress. So my bo- body and mind had to be prepared. And so I sought out to prepare it at a very early age. Brilliant, brilliant. I think there's something that, that really resonated with me that you said just there was uh, was about the, 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 the karma or the karma. Um, you know, it's, uh, it's obviously, uh, well, not obviously, but it's a, a traditional Indian word that just means action. Um, and we're born with a certain um, certain programming, if you like. But like you say, things like yoga absolutely help you loosen those bonds so then you're not a slave to those uh, particular actions. You concentrate on hoping, opening a deep connection with your inner self. And I considered myself kind of strange. And people think I'm crazy when I talk about my inner self. And I talk to God, that type of thing. They think you're crazy. But... It's really a way to have a great increased level of self-awareness. And I think in our world, we are not self-aware. If we were self-aware, we would be able to see two sides of the situation. And as you can see in politics and in opinions all over the social sites, nobody respects other people's opinions. If you don't agree with Mm. them, then you're not in their club, whatever that is. Uh, So... 
<laughs> and so I never cared if I was in anybody's club. I've been married this year 42, 52 years. Wow, congratulations. Don't understand how that happens. <laughs> a lot of conversation that happens. But I literally have taught him a lot about going into yourself. Uh, and it's very important to me because I want to make sure that everybody's happy. Um, you know, if you've been on my Twitter, you know I have something like 650,000 people. Uh, at one time it was a million, but you know they keep cleaning it up and I've been on, uh, on since 2009. So a lot of people are dead or they left Twitter or they got tired of it, whatever, but I stayed on. So those people are getting taken off because they're not there anymore. I'm not going to complain about 700,000 people, uh, but these are all real people and they're all people that want my advice. And so I give it to them, not unless they ask, but they want my advice and I give it to them. And I could recognize right away a low self-esteem and a high self-esteem because a low self-esteem is, it, they see the people that have low self-esteem and we know these people. We see the world, they see the world, I don't, you don't, see the world as a hostile place and themselves as a victim. Have you ever thought about that? In passing, but obviously not to the same depth as yourself. Right, right. And as a result, they're reluctant to express and assert themselves and they miss out on great experiences and opportunities and feel powerless to change things. Right now I'm working on something. To me, that is revolutionary. But when I tell it to someone, they just can't grasp that they're worth paying any amount of money, even though they're ending up not paying any money. They can't get further than the money part. And it takes money to make money. And it takes a, a revolutionary idea to bring something forth that hasn't been not brought forth before. I'm not sure if I'm making any sense or if this is what you wanted on your show. But it's very important to me that I get this message out because uh, in later life, um, we get the self-esteem is undetermined by bad health, negative life events. You know, we lose a job, we get divorced, we have, uh, I didn't, but people do. And they have fr frustrating relationships and then they get a lack of self-control. And so the difference between the relationship between the low and the self-esteem causes a lot of what you see on the social sites which are mental disorders. Can you identify with that at all? Not you, but people you know. Yeah, ab absolutely. Well, I think um, something I read uh, a while back was that, I think it was in the book, The Power of Now, which yes. I have read. Um, but I, I think, um, yeah, I'm pretty sure it was in that book, Eckhart Tolle said that, you know, if you basically banned all, uh, all drugs and alcohol, then you'd really see how much, uh, mental illness there is out there because it's probably a lot of the, the drugs and alcohol that's keeping it subdued go ahead i'm sorry no, no that, that's fine that's fine and um yeah just in terms of what you're saying about what i wanted on my show i just wanted you to come on and talk and express yourself and get your message out so that's that's absolutely no issues but yeah i think most people again and it just comes down to not having the knowledge of self-management in, in my personal opinion uh, most people are contending with some level of um, mental issue, but now it's, it's becoming an increasing conversation. So as the conversation yeah. gets louder, then hopefully, hopefully, you know, people start looking for solutions. I mean, things like yoga, meditation, etc., etc., already becoming popular. Um, but yeah, in terms of what you're bringing to the world, um, 
tell us uh, tell us a bit more about that and give us um, give us some tips for for overcoming low self esteem. If you have any kind of sort of quick actionable actions, um, I, I appreciate it's probably a longer road for most people. But yeah, do well, tell we us. we don't want to go into a downward spiral, and that's what happens when we don't have a good feeling about ourselves. So. If you feel like you have a poor self-esteem or it could be better, there are simple things you can do to boost yourself and hopefully break out of the downward place that you're in, that spiral that you get into. And so what I have come up with in my consulting, life coaching, uh, I think one of the best things you can do is to make two lists. And when I say lists, I might be lisping when I say that, I've had a cold. L-I-S-T-S, one of your strengths and one of your achievements. People equate their achievements with being having high self-esteem. It does not. I don't think anyone has more education than I do. I'm constantly learning something. But you need to get a supportive friend or relative to help you with these lists because people will recognize things about you that you don't recognize in yourself. And then you keep these lists somewhere that you can find them and you look at them every morning. Does that make sense to you, that particular tip? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So uh, essentially what you're doing is um, sitting and actually focusing on, you know, what your what your strengths are and then getting a third party view. So you're avoiding any blind spots to get a real view because a lot of the time, you know, we'll do ourselves down before we do ourselves up, right? Is it that type Perfectly of said. You know, you need to, it's very hard to do because people equate it with being all that and they uh, they equate it, equate it to having, you know, a, I don't know, what's that word that people use, uh, you know, where people talk about themselves all the time. Um, they're bragging about themselves and need to talk to sing your praises. It's okay. You need to think positive about yourself remind yourself that there's only one you you need to feel good about yourself because unless you feel good about yourself you're not going to be able to help another person and so i have learned over time it took a long time to feel good about myself people didn't know that because i put on a show wherever i went because people need that's what social life is you have to put on a show you're not going to go up to somebody and say that makeup looks terrible on, on you those shoes are hideous you wouldn't do that they're little white lies you have to tell somebody said do you like my shoes yeah they're beautiful <laughs> you have to make people feel good about themselves or they're not going to ever feel good about themselves so you really can't identify yourself with any negative thoughts and if you feel them kind of splurting out of your mouth you got to put them back because they're not going to any good mm -hmm. and you need to put some of the things off that you've been putting off uh, for example of course COVID didn't help or it did help you're felt you're doing your paperwork you're repainting the kitchen you're cleaning out your yard you're doing all kinds of things you didn't have time to do before so looking at COVID-19 as something has some advantages to it it's not a good thing to have to go through but maybe it opened a lot of eyes maybe it made people be kinder to one another maybe it's bringing people back together again that's what i'd like to think hmm. yeah absolutely i think i mean apart from probably i'd say you know some of the most horrendous situations yeah. in the world um i'd say probably in you know 97 percent of cases there is always some kind of 
um, silver lining and probably in you know 99.9% of cases you've got a different meaning that you can attach to any event and a different focus um, but yeah I've, 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 to be honest, I've, I've loved <laughs> I've loved the whole um, downtime element and being able to focus element on uh, of, of COVID-19 obviously it's sad that people have lost their lives and the disruption that it's had on some people and probably a lot of people going forward um but yes that that makes that makes perfect sense you know it's, it's what you focus on right um so just in terms of the the vast experience that you've had obviously you know you've done a lot of things in your career like you say you know you've got you've got qualifications coming out of your ears and um, i think you authored or co-authored oh, 10 books we're not um, having this qualification coming out of my ears I just listing them all on the left ear and then going over to the right ear and getting them all fly <laughs> out of there. I don't think of them as accomplishments. I think of them as something I have to do in my life to make myself a better person and to have a, a stronger life. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, what I was gonna what I was gonna get to was, um, I mean, you've done all of these things, but you've lived a full life as well. And what you said at the top of the show as well that you know there's only one of you. Um, and if you don't live to your full extent, then you know what, what a sad, wasted life it is, really. Yeah. So, in terms of just general experience, um, you know, what what life? If you if you had a top life tip or something that's just you know instinctively comes out of your mind, what would you what would you advise people? Um, or you know, what would you advise your younger self uh, many years ago as, as a key life? Piece of life Wonderful advice. question. You need to avoid, it's very hard because you almost need self-esteem to do it. Uh, but you have to avoid people and places that make you feel bad or where you're treated bad. You, you have to be more assertive and you have to let people know that this is not acceptable to your way of living. And it's okay to be different. Just respect each other's differences. People with health, healthy self-esteem, they don't need to prop themselves up with externals, I call them, such as um, status, notoriety, or lean on crutches such as alcohol, drugs, or even sex, when these things are a crutch. So you need to treat yourself with respect and look after health, community, and environment instead. And this is the way you invest yourself completely in projects and people because the people you have no fear of failure or rejection if you are this way you may be hurt or disappointed because people are not going to like maybe what you say to them but their setbacks neither damage nor diminish them you it, it's all about resilience you have to be open to people and possibilities i'd never say no to somebody if somebody says would you do this like you did with the show I don't really have time to deal with another radio show. I just gave up my own because I had uh, found out I had a, a disease two years ago that I've been dealing with. And some days I just don't feel like getting out of bed. But I never say no because then I'm cheating myself and other people in the world to possibility of changing their lives. So I have resilience and, uh, you know, just a way to tell people how to help themselves to people and possibilities and they need to have some joy and delight in their life and you need they need to be able to forgive other people where most people can't i remember my mother 
many, many years ago. She wouldn't have anything to do with my father's side of the family. <laughs> it's like, okay, I don't know one side of the whole family. Uh, and that we weren't allowed to see them. And, and it wasn't ever that they made up. And I feel that going with regret is one of the first things that you shouldn't do. You, you know, I'm now apologizing to people for things I don't even know I did. I'm saying, if by chance I offended you in some way, here's my apology now because I'm not leading with any regrets. I don't know how long I'll live. I may live to be 100, but I'm 76 this year. So I'm doing it now because I'm getting warm. I'm the third tier of my life. And so, and, and because I'm at that tier and because I feel so good about what I've done and what I continue to do, I don't think I'll die. I think that's going to keep me alive. So it's a sort of a catch-22. Wonderful. No, there's some real, uh, real pearls of wisdom in there. Um, so yeah, thank you so much for that, Dr. Joyce. There's a lot of uh, profound information in there. Um, and like I said, I want to be respectful of your time, as you said. You know, I was, uh, I was pleasantly surprised, um, given obviously how busy I can see that you are, that you uh, were able to say yes to come and talk to us. And I'd love to have you back again sometime. Um, but just to close off, I'm a, I'm a big music lover. Um, and I love exploring music. Um, so I want to ask you, do you have any musical recommendations um, for, for all the listeners out there in internet land? I would say the best thing I do, because I'm very into music myself, uh, is to go to YouTube and look up music that has to do with uh, both meditation and the things that medication, meditation can do for a person because it really it's a very complex thing like i don't know how familiar you must be somewhat familiar with buddhists and they take on poor self-regard mm -hmm. because it's uh, akin to a negative emotion or delusion if we are not secure in ourselves and so we don't want to frantically pursue everything except what is really important to our growth and other people's growth and so we can't change the past it doesn't change the future, but it makes the present better for people when they could be aware and take on a good self-regard as far as themselves is concerned. You know, I like to think about Socrates. I, you probably have some favorites yourself. He's a really good example of somebody who lived up to his ideals and actually died for them from what I read. We don't know if anything you read is true these days, but he never lost faith in his mind's ability to decide and to apprehend and to master what reality would be. Did you know that about him? I I find him no. fascinating, but he, he didn't compromise truth and integrity for any kind of self-deception or semi-consciousness. And that's where I think the meditation is really important because he is, um, he seeks, he did seek to align mind with matter and thought with fact and remained faithful to himself and to the world. That's what I try to do. I'm not saying I'm like Socrates, I wouldn't do that, but I, he's <laughs> like somebody I looked up to for that reason. Right. Yeah, he's, um, I mean, I'm, I'm aware of Socrates and, um, you know, funnily enough, well, I came across Socrates on uh, Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure when I was about eight years old. That was the first I, time I'd heard of him. People have told me, you know, uh, you don't look like how you sound. And, and what they mean is, 
I don't sound, I, I look like I'm not intelligent. <laughs> I look like I'm, I'm just somebody that, you know, goes to the store and buys lipstick. But that isn't what I do. I'm a very deep thinker. And when people find that out about mm -hmm. me, I mean, I'm asked to be everywhere. It's like, <laughs> you know, all the social sites, uh, Instagram, I just think I hit 30, I want to say 50,000. I don't remember. But it's, I know LinkedIn, 30,000. Where are they coming from? They're, they're liking what I have to say. And and I look at everyone else's who have 1,000, if they're lucky, and they, and that's the best one now, by the way, Instagram is the top. That's where people really want to go to learn about you. And the people on there, they really want to get to know you for you. I've got a lot of movie stars following me. And I'm thinking, why? <laughs> why would they want to talk about me? But they don't think of me as that. They think of me as this intellectual they'd like to learn from, which shocks me because I never thought of myself as that. And I know a lot of people that I've worked with over the years that don't think that about me. Uh, but I don't care what anybody thinks. That's why I really don't care because it's an opinion. Everybody's got an opinion and you know where the, their opinion is. So you, this, you know, I'm trying to explain how people look at someone who thinks differently than they are. Thank you. You know, it's funny, funny what, sorry, I was just gonna say, it's funny what you're saying about opinions there, because it was something I put on Twitter today. I heard a quote uh -huh. that I really liked um, from from a, uh, a mystic and a yogi who, who I learned from, uh -huh. called uh, Sadhguru. And um, something he said in this talk, he was giving a talk on inclusiveness. It was a Q&A uh -huh. at the UN. Um, he was talking to the head of, um, I think, the world, the chief scientist of the World Health Organization. And the quote what went along the lines of, um, opinions are like cataracts. The more we have, the less we can see. And I thought that was Excellent. Uh, that was the, uh, other, the one I said, I think you know what I was trying to say. Opinions are like A-H-S. <laughs> That's as much as I'll go. Everybody's... Do <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yes. Or should I say it? I don't care. Okay. No, 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 say it. Go for it. So everybody's do, got one. Do you? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you, you know what? My, my very first boss used to love that phrase. My lady that went out the window too. right there. But I don't care because that <laughs> is what they are. Everybody's got an opinion and it doesn't make a fact. Definitely. I think, um, you, you know, uh, opinions are, are worth the paper yeah. that they're written on. You know, Leo Tzu, how, is, how do you say that name? L-A-O-T-Z-U. Lao Tzu. Lao Tzu. Uh, he said, health is the greatest possession. One of my favorite things. Contentment is the greatest treasure and confidence is the greatest friend. So I thought that was really well put. I didn't write it. I just took it from him. But... Health is the best thing we can have. That's our greatest possession. Contentment is a treasure because we're content with our life. And confidence is a great friend, as is self-esteem. And so he didn't say that part, but I would add it. Um, so that's really, I think, the crux of what you wanted to have me talk about. What else would you like to know? 
No, that that's that that's it really. I just wanted you to uh, voice your uh, voice your story, um, get a few more people who may have not heard of Dr. Joyce Knudsen um, familiar with you, and um, yeah, just get some actionable things that people can take away to uh, aid their self-esteem, which I think you helped out with. And on the music front, what I'll do for anyone who's uh, who's listening to this on the Anchor platform, I can get music off uh, Spotify. I can add it as uh, exit music. So, um, so you mentioned some kind of meditation music, yeah? Is there any, um, is, is there any particular song that you like at all? And I'll try and see if I can find that. I'm sorry, go back and say that again. I was talking over you. That's quite all right. I was going to say, is there any particular song that you uh, that you like? And I'll uh, I'll try and find that and add I that to like the end of the to episode. I would like to find it. I've been looking and looking because when I taught classes on site, I had a song. It was called the Self Esteem Song, and I've been trying to find it because it's perfect. Uh, would it be possible for me to send it to you in an audio and you could put it in after the fact? Um. I think I can I can only add stuff on that's on Spotify. So I'll uh, I'll see if I can find it on Spotify. If not, then I'll uh, I'll just put some uh, meditation music that we can uh, we can write. No, I've been in business for thirty seven uh, years, so it's hard for me to go back and find things I used to do. But one thing I think is important as an ending thing, you say do you pronounce Laya Yoga? Laya Yoga Yoga. I had it right. Layer, okay. All right, yeah. so I think people need to know what that is, and I want you to tell me if I'm right because I don't know. Uh, from what I'm reading, it's an ancient form of meditation, with the concentration being on the energy centers of our of, of us, and they attempt to locate these energy centers through meditation. Is that right? Yeah, so layer yoga is a type of yoga to do with uh, sort of dissolution of the self through various different techniques, um, such as okay. you've just mentioned there. But the uh, the honest uh, story behind the name is that um, I partnered up with a, uh, a, a classical Hatha yoga teacher to spread this message to the world. Um, and he previously... Um, he previously had a organization set up under the name of Leia Yoga. And because I just liked the name, I said, well, yeah, that's absolutely fine. Let's let's carry on under that banner. But what we actually do, we teach uh, classical Hatha Yoga um, as taught by the Isha Foundation. Yeah, I think people don't know what yoga is. And that's why I found it fascinating when you asked me to be on the show to have yoga as it relates to self-esteem. And it really does because it, it opens you up to self-awareness. Uh, your, your brain is working in a way where you're uh, able to think about who you are. And it's just a thought process that I don't think we take the time to do. Definitely. Well, the, the underlying goal, if you like, I don't know if that's the right word, but the underlying effort when it comes to yoga is to essentially move past the, uh, the psychological nonsense that most people right. have uh, running around their head. Uh, and to basically, uh, without sounding too cliche, but basically to, to reconnect with nature because all we are is an expression of nature, but we've got an individual yes. consciousness. Um, 
but for most people that individual consciousness is a burden as opposed to a blessing um, what what the yoga does is essentially loosen loosen that burden if you like provide a bit of space between give you and your mind it gives that's you a chance the, to breathe and key. get away from as you say nonsense I really feel that it's so important. If you just think of this as an example, this is the best example I've come up with anyway. I live in, uh, I've done well, and I live in a neighborhood where I've done well. And there's a lot of people here that are having plastic surgery because they feel like if they fix their nose, then maybe they can look better and get a better part in a movie. Or if they just went to a retweet, that reach, I could never retweet messed me up for life. <laughs> Treat. They would be able to be a better person. No, you have to get that from within. It doesn't come from something you're going to do to look and feel better. I don't know where people get this idea from, but this is where a lot of people get their self-confidence or so they think but they don't get it from there. It's only more of a burden because then they need more stuff done to themselves in order to feel better and better never comes. Are you, are you, is that something that you could buy? Do you think that's a good way to think? Cause that's the way I've been thinking. Yeah, that I've, I think that's, you know, it's something that, that I, I read probably about 20 years ago. Yeah. Um, and the idea just rang of truth because if you and when i say the idea the idea of if you're pegging your self-esteem um to external items you're always going to be at their mercy because the external always changes yeah um, your senses are outward facing your touch taste smell and all the things that your senses interact with are constantly changing so that's why you need to focus inward because that is one part that you can tap into something that is unchanging and then that's where you truly get your uh, get your self-esteem from um i mean on the point about you know wealthy um individuals you know chopping bits of themselves and what have you but chasing some kind right. of uh, temporary high um something my uh my guru says quite frequently is that you know what empty stomach one problem wow. full stomach a hundred problems um, and essentially you know because the western world is full of people with full stomachs there's there's a hundred problems and to be honest actually those hundred problems aren't even real problems it's that existential psychological nonsense and if they had a technique like classical hatha yoga taught properly, um, if they had if they had something like that in their life um, that they applied, they'd find that the majority of these issues would become well. They'd realise that they're just shadows in their mind and they're not even really issues. Um, but that's that's again part of the uh, part of the effort and part of the story and part of the journey of lay yoga. Sorry, I don't want to talk about ourselves too much, but just to tell you very quickly, so um, living a life of sort of purpose and passion. I, uh, I, I gave up my job uh, a couple of weeks ago to focus full time on doing this. Um, and I think it's completely necessary and I think the world is ready to, to have more information to enable their self-esteem 
and to find ways of actually managing their, their mind, body, energy and emotion so that they can actually experience life to the fullest, which is essentially yeah, so what you I want have an to idea. Do, right? I don't know if you'll like the idea, but something to think on. Uh, and so I'm an expert in self-esteem mm -hmm. and personal development and helping people with their life. And you're an expert on this with because they are so interrelated. Uh, I'm thinking that it's almost necessary to do a like a Facebook Live or something where we do something once a week, once every other week, once a month, um, to, because I think it would, we would be doing a disservice to the world if we didn't do something. And I think it would go viral because you're onto something. I was talking about revolutionary. I started writing a revolutionary program on soft skills because people don't know how to communicate with other people. And so many of the world's problems if, would be gone if, we, if they did. And so they don't see the, the value of taking a program and then being able to give it to other people. And I'm not really making any money doing it. I'm just wanting to help people. So I don't know, put that in your hat, in your pipe and smoke it. And see, um, that's something, because I'm really thinking since you quit your job or not doing your job and you're thinking this, if you want to get out, and I know how to get out, as you know, on social sites, if you want to get out and I would advertise it for us, I really think this would, is a necessary possibility for you with this. I don't know. I'm, I must well, be crazy. Is... But go ahead. No, no, not at all. Not at all. I mean, uh, Facebook Live isn't something that I've ventured onto yet, but it's something that I want to explore. Um, so yeah, let's. Uh, yeah, I'd say I... let's have a chat about it offline, um, and think about how we can uh, actually uh, actually get useful um, information out there to, to people to help them. And that's a beautiful segue as well into uh, into the socials. So do you want to give out your well, uh, social handles for for all the lovely people I'll give who you might the main come across ones. this? Uh, my website is www drjoyceknutson.com. Knutson is pronounced Knutson, Ka Knutson, uh, and doctor is spelled D-R. Mm -hmm. So it's D-R-J-O-Y-C-E-K-N-U-D-S-E-N.com. My email that I enjoy the most mm -hmm. is imagemaker at bellsouth.net. That's I-M-A-G-E-M-A-K-E-R, all one word at bellsouth, B-E-L-L-S-O-U-T-H dot net. And I, I have many other places, but if you go to my website, it gives you all of them at the bottom. So you can go anywhere you want, yes. um, but that makes it easier so I don't have to give them all to you. <laughs> no worries, that's absolutely fine. Um, and, and if uh, anyone would like to connect with Leia Yoga, you can find us uh, Leia underscore yoga seven on uh, Instagram, Leia yoga on uh, Facebook, Leia yoga on LinkedIn. Um, you can follow us on the Leia yoga journey on YouTube. And I'm just trying to work out how uh, TikTok works. That's why I haven't gone to. A crazy. Uh... Yeah, it's, I'm slowly getting there. I've actually started posting a couple of little, uh, little bits on there, but, um, yeah, I think that's uh, from what I understand. That's the place. That's the place that's garnering a lot Instagram, of attention. Instagram, I think, it's coming up um, as popular one to do. 
Yeah, definitely. I've been I've been um, posting on Instagram as well. So I'll, I'll actually follow you um, on your socials. Um, and again, just uh, want to be respectful of your time, Doctor. Thank you so much for uh, making the time to come and spread your uh, your love and your wisdom on our podcast. And um, I'll reach out to you via email and we can discuss uh, some kind of uh, Facebook Live to see if we can uh, reach Or the LinkedIn even, even is good yeah? too. Well, I, I, I want to just give you a compliment because it's very important you know this. I help people with voice and all that type of thing. You're perfect for this. You haven't made one mistake. You haven't used any fillers. You know exactly. I mean, you, you got me a couple of times talking over you. I don't do that usually, <laughs> but you're very, you're very good at, at this. And people, I find a lot of people waste their time being on the uh, Facebook lives all day long. And they're not getting any business from it. They're not giving any special message. They're just saying, hey, how are you doing? What are you? I mean, to me, I don't have time for that. Uh, and I think people that have time for that, I question whether I'd want to use them. Because how busy could they be if they could stay on Facebook Live all day? But if they had a show once a week that was meaningful <laughs> and uh, informational, inspiring, I think, that, I think you would really be helping to change the world. I do think you're a lot younger than me. And that's nice because we have different perspectives. You know, I don't know your age. I'm not going to ask you. I told you mine. I'm proud of my age. Um, no, that, that's fine. Well, I'm, I'm 39, coming on to uh, 40 this year. So I think that's what got my uh, got my life and future in into even more focus, fun because my son is 45 and my daughter is 47. So I'm so that that age, oh, I understand wow. the generation. Um, you might want to uh, look at one of my books called The Generational Puzzle. It talks about all the different people's experiences within their generation. And they're all different. So we have to know how to address every one of them. Because otherwise you're missing out on a whole generation. Um, anyway, I think we could have some nice talks of nothing else. <laughs> because this is very, very important information that you're trying to yeah. No, no, absolutely. Because I think the the thing is, and I'll, I'll, I'll end it off on here because we're, we're coming up to the sort of 45 minute mark now. And I, I, I know you've got to hop on to another call. But I think getting um, information from the yeah. generations that have come before us, I think that's, you know, that that's important for avoiding mistakes, if nothing else. I mean, you, you've, I suppose you've got to watch for people's biases and, you know, projecting onto you with things that didn't go right for them. Putting all of that aside, I really enjoy talking to, uh, talking to, um, like I say, the generations that have come previously and trying to sift through and understand, you know, understand the patterns and understand what potholes that we can sidestep to make our journeys a bit smoother. So yeah, I'll, I'll reach out to your email and like I say, let's, uh, let's give Facebook live a shot and, uh, you know, see how much, uh, how much right, goodwill. Absolutely. We well, thank you for having me yeah. as a guest. It was a pleasure talking to you. Yeah. No, no pleasure. Real pleasure talking to you as well. And thank you Anytime. for making the time to come speak with me. Yeah. Great. Thank you very much, Dr. Joyce Knudsen. Have a fantastic afternoon where you are and who, wherever you are in the world listening to this, have a fantastic morning, evening or afternoon. This is the Layer Yoga podcast, helping you overcome mental and physical challenges through the power of classical Hatha Yoga, enabling you to be 
more calm, joyful, and stronger people. Look after yourself.